0: Welcome to Your Life Choices. I'm John Deeks and it's great to have your company for this podcast and a very important one it is. Here is a statistic that might surprise you. According to Australian Institute of Health and Welfare, stroke kills more women than breast cancer. And more men than prostate cancer. And the financial cost of a stroke in Australia is estimated to be $5 billion each year. Today I'm with Heidi Victoria, a professional photographer and former politician. But the rough and tumble of political life was nothing like the challenge Heidi faced when she was struck down by a stroke. Heidi very kindly joins me today from the Stroke Foundation offices, not only to tell her story of recovery, but to better explain strokes and bust a few myths. And we recommend you do take time to listen to this podcast. It might just save your life or perhaps a loved one's life. Welcome, Heidi. I hope my introduction wasn't too dramatic. Your introduction or my stroke? No. Is it as prevalent uh, amongst women? It
1: actually doesn't discriminate. So you could be young, you could be old, you could be male, female. Even babies have strokes. Sometimes babies are even born with having had a stroke.
0: Goodness. Okay, let's start from the beginning. What is a stroke?
1: A stroke is basically where the blood supply is cut off to the brain. So think of something like a heart attack, but it happens in the brain instead. And so there are two main forms of stroke. One is where there is a clot that stops the flow and then the other one is where there's a hemorrhage of the actual actual artery itself.
0: What happened in your case? Were you just sort of uh, sitting around or were you out golfing? What were you doing?
1: No, I was in bed (laughs) and uh, I was home alone and I got out of bed. It was about 7 o'clock in the morning. And I went downstairs to grab my phone and uh, thought, I don't feel right. I suppose the best way to describe it was I felt really disconnected. And so I sort of grabbed a glass of water, had troubles picking that up, had problems picking up my phone and thought nothing of it except that I was really tired and I wanted to go back to bed. So I rang a friend and said, hey, um, I don't feel really well. I'm just going to go back to bed. And he said, don't. I'm calling an ambulance. And I said, no, no, I'm just tired. He said, you obviously can't hear what I'm hearing. And he, of course, recognised that my speech was slurred, which is one of the the three main ways you can tell somebody has had a stroke. And we often talk about the fast messaging, which is face. So, you know, has their face drooped, the person that you're looking at? Arms, can they lift both arms? Because quite often they can only lift one. And then speech, is their speech slurred? And then, of course, the T part of fast is time. It's always a medical emergency. Don't bug around. Ring an ambulance. If it's not a stroke, fabulous. If it is, you're going to help save yourself from an awful lot of misery.
0: I'm fascinated to know how a friend of yours on the phone could diagnose that you could be possibly having a stroke.
1: Apparently, I wasn't making any sense at all, but he knew my voice and uh, that's when he knew I was in trouble.
0: Can I ask how long ago that was?
1: Yeah, it was on the 6th of March, 2020. So it was the week before the first lockdown. Good timing.
0: How was that recovery handled during the lockdown?
1: It was really interesting because, of course, they take away your licence because it's a brain injury. So for, for at least a month, you're not allowed to drive. And I had nobody else living with me at the time. And so in the sunshine, I was able to get out. And l- one of the lucky ones, I was able to walk. And so I would walk to all of my doctor and hospital appointments for miles every day, which was great
0: recovery. So there's a wide range of strokes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it depends a lot on where it strikes in the brain, but also very much that time thing that I was talking about before. How quickly can you get to hospital? Because something like 1.9 million brain cells die in every minute. And I don't know about you, John, but a little look on your face says you're like me and you wonder whether you've got that many to spare.
0: Well, I think I might back off the red wine for a start. But Heidi Victoria, I'm sure there are things we can do lifestyle wise to help ourselves.
1: Absolutely. So up to 80%, 80% of strokes are preventable. Most people don't understand that they are the master of their own destinies in a lot of cases. Practical tips? Get to know your GP really well. Okay, and I know that's not achievable for lots of people, but you've got to go and have your yearly blood tests. So know your blood pressure. If it's too high and your doctor says to you, we really should put you on medication, don't resist. Do it. It may well save your life or it may well save you from living with disability. Know your cholesterol. If your cholesterol is too high, that's also a great indicator. If you're inactive, and I'm not talking run the Boston Marathon, right? I'm saying get out for five minutes sometimes Every day, and just walk around the block really quickly. If you can do more, fabulous. Not everybody wants to fit that into their life, but inactivity is a great precursor and a, and a great way to know that you're perhaps heading down that track. Then, of course, being overweight, and that can sometimes be associated with the sedentary lifestyle, but know all of your vital signs and take action.
0: Heidi, I'm looking at you and I see a fit person. I don't see someone who is overweight or smokes or drinks to excess. It doesn't seem to discriminate.
1: Well, you know, it's funny because you can't tell and that's what I was talking about before where you don't know when you're going to have one and so you do get a lot of young people, teenagers, toddlers who have strokes and there in fact is a very strong young stroke community and if people have a look on the Stroke Foundation website which is strokefoundation.org.au, they'll see that there are lots of different communities. So young stroke is one of them. And it's people, specifically adults, who are looking after their young children who have had strokes and sometimes misdiagnosed because even sometimes doctors don't think that strokes can happen to younger people. Now, I was 52 when I had my stroke. So that's considered young, I guess. It's working age people are certainly very highly represented.
0: Heidi, tell me how you came to be part of the Stroke Foundation.
1: Do you know, when I left Parliament, uh, the one thing that I really missed, and I went back to photography, which is the career I trained in at university a long time ago, and um, when I had my stroke and I realised I had been discharged without a discharge plan, and I'm wondering how much more I could have done or had intervention, if you like, earlier on, had I had a proper discharge plan. And I was actually in a stroke unit in a hospital. And so about 30% of people who have had a stroke, survived a stroke, leave hospital without a stroke discharge plan. And that's, you know, whether you need speech pathology or, you know, physical um, exercises, that sort of thing. And so I reached out to Stroke Foundation when I knew they were looking for a government relations advisor and said, pick me because, you know what, this is so near and dear to my heart, having been in government or being in parliament for 12 years and having been a minister, I know what it's like. Every space, it doesn't matter whether you're in the arts or women's affairs, consumer affairs, or in this case, health or disability. It's a very noisy space. There's lots of people want funding. There's lots of organisations who say, my organisation is far more important. And I wanted to be able to cut through that because this is in the leading causes of death in Australia. It's estimated to be somewhere around the top three.
0: As I said in the introduction, Heidi, stroke kills more women than breast cancer and more men than prostate cancer. So the Stroke Foundation message is more important than ever.
1: We get out there, we work with the politicians, we work with the doctors, with all of the wonderful researchers, and we say, how do we help prevent stroke? Obviously, is the first thing for us, with 80% of them being preventable. How do we prevent stroke? How do we then treat it? And there is groundbreaking work being done in Australia, which is amazing. We have the most phenomenal researchers here. And then, of course, how do we make sure that those who have survived and their families live the best possible life that they can.
0: If you've had a stroke, is there a chance you could have a second or third?
1: Great question, John. And yes, it is far more likely that you'll have another one. And of course, there's things like TIAs, which are transient ischemic attacks. They're sometimes called a mini stroke. And a TIA can often be a precursor for a stroke. So if you have a TIA, please don't dismiss it. Please go and get whatever help you can modify your risks and go out, reach out to, for example, we have Stroke Line, which is 1-800-STROKE-LINE here at Stroke Foundation, and they can help you talk to people about modifiable risk factors and, and lifestyle changes and that sort of thing. But be proactive. You don't want to be one of these statistics. And at the moment, we have something like almost... Half a million people living with the effects of stroke in Australia and over 27,500 Australians
0: will have their very first stroke for the first time this year. If people want to go to strokefoundation.org.au, what resources will they find for themselves if they haven't had a stroke?
1: There's lots of things for, for example, for carers, but we also have great newsletters that they can sign up to. For example, Enable Me. And Enable Me is all about stories about the real side of stroke. So not just the success stories of people having overcome their symptoms or um, whatever affliction they may have had from their stroke, but it also helps carers and it also helps those who have had a stroke sometimes say, wow, it's not just me. So, for example, one of the things I suffer from on an ongoing basis, and they call it a hidden disability, is fatigue. And it's not just tiredness. It's not just, oh, I think I need to go to bed a little bit earlier. I could be sitting at my desk at, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon and go, I need to have a nap. And 20 minutes later, I'm fabulous once I've had my nap. And that's all it takes. But the fatigue for people is sometimes
0: lifelong. Can you give me those steps if you think somebody is having a stroke?
1: Absolutely. So the message to remember is fast. F is for face. Has their face drooped? A is for arms. Can they lift both arms? If not, we may be in problems. S is for speech. Is their speech different? Is it slurring? And then of course T, it's always a medical emergency. Get the person to medical treatment, preferably a hospital, immediately. You may well save their life
0: strokefoundation.org.au is the place you should go to. Heidi, before you go, you realise I could have done three podcasts with you. I was thinking about it on, on the tram on the way here. I thought I could do your bio. We could do your parliamentary career. We could do your photographic career. So tell me about your fabulous photography. You're an award winner.
1: I actually have lots of awards, John. Thank you. Um, look, I am really excited because at the moment, if people happen to be in Ballarat in Victoria, my new exhibition is hanging at Sovereign Hill of all places as part of the Ballarat International Photo Biennale, which is one of the biggest photographic uh, displays in Australia on a every two year basis. And then the next thing that I'm working on at the moment is very exciting. Stop and enjoy life, and really appreciate. I suppose my own body and trusting my own body, but also I've learned to appreciate every single day. And so I've had the opportunity to become the documentary photographer on an Antarctic voyage. And so people can look out for that next year, and I don't know where it's going to be showing around Australia yet, but I do hope it's going to show around Australia. And it's about climate action. It's a whole lot of women from around the world who are coming together for a leadership voyage and they're all climatologists and glaciologists and all sorts of things and I've got the distinct honour of being able to capture that process. So look out for it for next year but of course people want to see my work they can go to heidivictoria.com.au and reach out to me via my website. There is a contact button that will email
0: me directly. I really want to have a talk to you after you've done that voyage. I would love to see you again. Heidi Victoria, been very kind to give up her time today to talk to us. And once again, folks, if you want to go to strokefoundation.org.au, all of the information is there. And if you'd like to see some of Heidi Victoria's fantastic photographs, HeidiVictoria.com.au is the place you should go. I'm going to show you a photo of my pussycat in a minute.
1: I love it. Can I show you one of mine?
0: Yeah, okay, let's do it. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and found it of interest. Then please do go to strokefoundation.org.au to find out more. And we'll see you next time on the Your Life Choices podcast.